rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Look, family and friends are all you've got. I am your host, Devon, and you are listening to another episode of Center of the Sun Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's weird. It is really weird seeing grown men still crying over Kobe Bryant's death on live TV, radio, like full, ugly crying, unable to speak. And I wrote the transcript to this uh, episode a few weeks ago, and something in my spirit said, stop, take a break. The commenters, the anchors, the peers of Kobe Bryant who flock to TV, radio, and social media to express their condolences have now, for some reason, turned against people that criticize Kobe Bryant's um, life, I guess. But for some reason, it feels all very authentic to me because guess what? Your anti-blackness and anti-womanness is showing, bitch. I have never, while he was alive anyway, I've never seen any of this support or lack thereof while the man was alive and where were his and his daughter's roses the true person we should be focusing on where were their roses when they were alive well that's who i thought they'd cry for an innocent child you know if anything we would we would be rallying for helicopter safety in california so why so much praise for kobe bryant after his death even though he was an entire rapist or whatever it is trigger warning or whatever the fuck well death is a part of life and finding ways to cope with physical or the physical aspect is never easy and i am not going to try to wade into that landmine but what i am going to say is that you take every single motherfucking opportunity to tear down a black woman and it's getting on my nerves i don't want to expose myself and my spirit to the issues of cisgender straight celebrity men (laughs) i don't care what race they are i don't care but what i do care about is uh people's ability to be themselves in culture and um that grace extends back to me so um if a woman is doing her job on a show you should probably let her do it and if you're mad that we brought up rape you're probably a fucking rapist so let's just start there i don't know that's all i have to say if you're if you want to defend rape and rape culture do your best honey but best believe i'm watching and i'm looping you right on into the rest of the bitches so i'm on the other side i don't rape people so I don't have a I don't have a, a horse or a dog or a nothing in this fight, a ball of nothing. I've got nothing. I have no opinions because it's not a part of my reality. 
So anyway, have fun with your fucking weird ass shit. And good for Gail King and Oprah. Fuck y'all bitches. At least they know what the fuck. At least they got a goddamn job. You're sitting on the fucking internet being a motherfucking commentator, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, let me move on. I don't give a fuck about nobody. Because it's, it's not about that. Today we're talking about numerology part two. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just got really angry. I don't know. I just got really angry because I'm tired of talking about rape. I want to talk about the human consciousness and everybody wants to talk about fucking rape. Sick. Anyway, and people that molest other people like this is this is getting out of hand and no one's talking about the fact that this little girl died. Especially Kobe Bryant's daughter, but you know, rest in heaven, little baby, whatever. What about the aspect of Kobe Bryant's death that involves grieving? That is kind of the part that is making me feel weird because like seeing all these people like out here publicly grieve, publicly grieve somebody that they never publicly praised while he was alive, like... It's kind of really, it, people are really fucked up. And, um, but apparently they fucked with Kobe too. And they fucked with him hard. And seeing grown men cry on TV is not something that should shock me. Like, I don't know why I'm shocked. I guess I'm shocked because I never really expected men to feel so deeply for other men like this. <laughs> like it's in what's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just going to stop there on that one. But... It's not like men are taught to care and hell. I mean, even gay men put everyone and everything aside. You know, they distance everything and everyone, including myself, you know, if it doesn't involve sex or some sexual behavior or the pursuit thereof. So why is it odd for me to wrap my mind around the fact that these men, these very straight dudes on TV and adults and adults in general, not really this is not a conversation about anybody in particular, but it's just for some reason hard to wrap my mind around the fact that these people ha actually have friends or feel friendship. Um, especially when I define friendliness and friendship as something different as maybe more of a survival mechanism than a social utility. I don't, well, I guess survival mechanism is technically a social utility, but solely, you know, very specifically for survival as opposed to could be for something fun. Today, let's define friendship. We're talking about numerology, but like, what does numerology have to do with friendship? And I'm using this very clear expression of grief for Kobe Bryant on TV as the example of friendship that I want to pinpoint today without caring who is watching. You know, I don't really give a fuck, but it could be used as a benchmark for today's conversation on friendship. How do you define friendship? I don't really know why these people are like ugly, ugly crying over, over a celebrity. I guess they know him or his family or something some aspect about him to some degree but i guess they know him as friends as at least like the lebron james of the world your family also will cry when you die so they can be considered a hybrid of both so anybody a part of his family is probably a friend the point is 
that it seems impossible to find people you barely like like and would cry for you ugly cry for you on tv like that seems like something special and especially after like a big like if you went to college like it's really hard to find people or high school it's really hard to find people that you like that would also ugly cry for you because it's just like it's it's just it's just odd to see and i'm like well yeah i would have people that ugly cry for me on tv but they would but do people but that's special isn't it you know um and most people don't have that privilege and in school you seem to because you're concentrated with people you're constantly bumping into new people because there are circumstances because their circumstances are similar to yours and that's you know you buy the locker you're hey uh, hi uh, hang around you know you just have to play nice especially because you don't have any reason to hate anybody and so you tend you tend to become friends and you can meet friends without any trouble in school so elementary school high school college after college masters army whatever the fuck it is trade school whatever school you decided to go to you can meet friends without any trouble generally and um that's mainly because you see them every day and you have lockers next to them and you're engaged in extracurricular activities or you go drinking together or whatever it is also time to hang out with these people is another major factor of why you became friends with them so like lebron james and kobe most likely became friends because they spent time together um but as you grow older that diminishes with adulthood if your memory if your memory serves you right you didn't you well you maybe didn't like your friends all that much when you were younger but sometimes connecting with friends felt right you try to go out and meet new people but it but it's easier to be at home with loved ones half the time or maybe that's just my sheltered ass i don't know yeah <laughs> you can find work friends but that gets messy for no reason it's like there's nothing like going to school with somebody like no stress like oh my god we have a test let's cheat off each other that's what i'm talking about you can try to go out and meet new people but it's easier to be at home with loved ones nobody does anything but stand around and stare when you go out well me anyway especially straight people i try to i don't know i try so that's not very likely to find friends there and everyone is so fucking awkward because they're so lonely too like it's it's hard being an extrovert in an introverted world because everyone is so fucking awkward and they just i just get i feel very stared at but what do most people do as a result of all these feelings like most people just turn away and they go home and then they turn to the internet and social media seems to be exposing you to more people across the world but it's not getting you any more friends like you have all these followers but you like snap at them when they talk to you on twitter like me that's why i'm like why are you even on social media if you're not if you don't like being social but social media is not about being social social media is so is socially consuming content like people it's like calling like you have all these followers but you don't even have anybody to call and hang out with <laughs> or the people you are hanging out with you are only hanging out with them so you can take pictures to put on social media to show people that you are not lonely last week <laughs> i mean it doesn't and this doesn't mean that it's 
it might not be true for everyone. I mean, this not my, this might not be true for everyone, but even if a situation in your life does not have a clear reason for happening unexpectedly, does it lack value? Because you seem more interested in being self-conscious and you're like fucking worried about being or like keeping up with the Joneses. Last week, we talked about how like you being in math class was like this big thing. And potentially, you know, as a child, you didn't really like see it as training for this exact moment you're experiencing right now. And today I'm going to I'm trying to give I'm trying to find a way to explain how numbers are connected to the planets and and the stars above. So last week we, we talked about how the numbers are related to you and why you should pay attention to them simply by the fact that you've always paid attention to them. And now is just like any other time in which you see patterns that's that is your ability that is your superpower is to see patterns that is the superpower of every survivalist species on this planet and we know through astrology that the exact same time and moment that you took your first breath corresponds with the specific position of a planet and that position of the planet corresponds with some other hosts series of factors and that series of factors is that series of factors has a myth has a mythology to it and that mythology attached to them or those series of factors give evidence of some sort of esoteric energy so esoteric means unknown or hidden so as it relates to numerology today, I'm going to try to connect the numbers with us, with the stars. Physicists now know that each planet has an energy that allows us to make images of it. NASA just released a image of the sun the other day. It was like this, like, it looks like a weird, <clears throat> sorry, it looks like a weird piece of crunkled up plastic or like corn, like corn on the cob or something it looks like this weird thing and i don't know if you've been listening to my to my show very often but what we know from these images is that they're not actually images they're rendering they're artist they're artistic renderings scientists use big big machines and we know that no camera could actually take a picture like that we know you can't look at the sun so why would they give us a picture of the fucking sun how, how, how did they get that one easy <laughs> well they drew they imagined it which is common knowledge that's not something that's like bad or anything but it's not like oh my god we just saw the sun like no you just saw the sun in your mind and drew it on a piece of paper but how did they even how can they even fix their mouths to even tell us that that's a picture of the sun well that's because the energy of the sun exists outside which you can see feel hear taste and smell there's a series of other factors at play. Scientists use big machines. These big machines can detect energy outside of what you can sense. And that cosmic energy is more important than a few pictures on your smartphone. So to recap, numerology represents a mythological framework that is attached to our current reality 
to our current reality. It's theoretical. I would say it's theoretical through which you can analyze the psychosocial structure and function of numbers. So there's a social work component to it. It's weird. Modern mathematics has similar aims. That's how we're connecting it is because modern mathematics has similar aims and you've been learning about this your entire life. Find the truth about numbers and by finding where there are no longer patterns or the invariants, not the variants. We don't care about what's different. We care about what's the same. And in Indian medicine, the Christian Bible, the Islamic tradition, those all have something rooted in global truths about numbers. There are very specific things that are the same. We don't care about what's different. That's fun. You know, biodiversity, like the races and the the genders and the gender identities and all that kind of stuff is great. That's fun. That's about, you know, that represents our humanity. But there are things about this reality that represent our divinity. And it's something about these goddamn numbers. I don't know. Indian people believe that numbers give us insight into the finite part of our reality. Number one represents the sun. And to start, we're going to focus on the father of the social of the solar system, not the social system. <laughs> but the father of the solar system is number one. If you're number one, if you add up all the numbers in your birthday, you're associated and you get a number one, you're associated with the house Leo in, in, in astrology. And according to Indian people and Indian tr tradition, which is also pretty much one-to-one -one match in terms of characters and information as the Christian Bible is in the Islamic tradition and the Judeo-Christian, whatever, all that shit. According to those people who practice Hindu, the sun represents our consciousness. Like God represents consciousness. The son of God represents consciousness in Christian. Our ability to analyze and organize the world is consciousness. That's what I'm talking about. It's not, it doesn't have to do anything with you specifically. It has to do with what these numbers represent. What these numbers represent, excuse me. But there's a psychosocial structure. It has something to do with how we relate to ourselves and other people. And there's a function. There's a specific function of each one of these. So number one is interesting as a number because it can be the, how can I say it? Number one the key motivation of number one is that you want to be, you want to strive higher. It's like the, it's the unification. It's that ultimate good. It's the, it's the consistency of idea. It's the, the justification for why you're here. It's the source of your, of you. It's the, your, if so, yeah. So instead of thinking of, so you can think of these numbers as reflections of you or in your personality, that psychosocial thing that how do you develop as a healthy person? And it's also parallel one-to-one -one metaphoric, you know, connection to everything in reality, including the cosmos. So you can think of the sun or you can think of a father or you can think of the motivation to be right and you got to be careful of certain things too because this is an energy 
So this energy surrounds, you know, extreme dieting. This energy surrounds your need to be perfectly healthy and take vitamins and do cleansing and you can do too many diet pills and get a heart condition from it or you can you just become you can become irrational because you feel you feel the energy of perfection so that's what i mean about the metaphor it can be anything but this energy is the energy of perfection in the energy of consciousness so what does number two have to do with it in a psychosocial framework such as numerology number two is actually the reflection of number one so even in math like you think you know you add one and one together you you know you get two if you put one to a mirror and it's reflecting the one you get two ones um so what does number two mean number two so if you Oh, and I'm a psychic number two. So last week we were talking about the three categories of numbers, psychic destiny and name. And all you have to do is add up your birthday. So if you were born on June 11th, 1988, you know, you would add zero plus six plus one plus one plus one plus nine plus eight plus eight. And then you would get some number and you would add those two numbers together and you would get something like that. And um that's your destiny number so i'm a destiny number nine and a psychic number two and you get your psychic number by adding just the day that you were born so i was born on the 11th day so i had one plus one i'm a psychic number two but the psychic number is not that serious your psychic number is the psychosocial part of all of this and oh my god hence psychic ah oh my god i just realized that anyway how you develop as a healthy individual. That is your psychic number. And if you're a psychic number one, you want things to be perfect. Oppositely, I'm a psychic number two. So I am a reflection of that perfection, but it's synthesized through my imagination. So I have a lot of feelings, which is true. I care deeply about a lot of things, which is why I have this show. And um, Seven Bomar on SecretEnergy.com, he asserts that the affirmation of number two is that, quote, you meet all needs with your presence alone, end quote. Um, number two to me, when I meditate on this, it represents duality. So, excuse me, I'm scratching eczema. Eczema, uh, winter eczema. Anyway, um, it's, it represents duality or this... The energy, not of perfection, but of choice, which is the opposite of perfection, um, because perfection would be like one thing and that that's truth and that's it. But having choice and the variation, the infinite variations in between those choices, um, that is what I value as a human being. Also, why I have this show anyway, uh, the, the energy of number two to me represents the black and white of life and that's how i think like i really do try to be open and everything but i'm like it's it's the egoic part um of being able to make that choice and being able to stand in that choice and not have things that are perfect and know it it's perfect because i chose it not because it is that's the difference and that's what's cool about number two 
what's your number what's your destiny or what's your psychic number what's your destiny number um enneology is very or numerology is very interesting um some people call it any you know they call it enneology which is a which is a mathematics term it's very odd how all of this kind of works together but let's talk about number two in the cosmic sense number two is the reflector so if number one is the sun then number two is naturally the moon as the moon reflects the sun's light and then affects the earth and um the moon also represents monday i am a more i'm a morning person it's actually weird uh because mondays are my favorite day <laughs> fridays i hate fridays because i'm so tired on friday because i'm so excited during the week um let's see also but twos can be selfish that's what i was talking to you about like that choice thing like really representing choice uh number two the number two energy is ruling our reality right now i would say because of i'm reading this book on numerology that kind of goes into this a little bit in a little bit more detail but actually number two is not the best number to have as a psychic number because it's not stable that choice thing it it, it introduces chaos into reality but the good thing is is that what you lose in stability you gain in fun and feelings and like all the good things that make you a human and um what you lose in stability you gain in support from others so when I say it's not a good number to have, it's not a good number to have on its own, but that's the point. The point is that you seek support. The point is that you live in a space that requires support. That's good. And that's fun. That's what perpetuates life. Life is a collection, is a collective. And um, without the moon, the earth would not be here or would not be thriving as it is. In this book that I was reading, it says that like the moon's, the the mineral content of the moon is what makes it special too. The moon crystals and shit like that. Because when the light reflects it, it changes the light in some way. It, it, it uh, changes the perturbations of ether or whatever the fuck. And um, takes away the harsh, some of the harsh effects of that perfection of that sun. So, because um, because perfection is nice, but I'm just like, who wants to live in a sterile world? Like, I don't. Um, that's my two coming out. That's my imagination. It's the imagination. It's the hopes. It's the dreams. It's the everything. It's the potential energy. But it changes it into potential energy and shoots it back at the earth. And that's where we get plants and water and shit moving and tides and growth it's necessary but you need support in order that is a very hard job to reflect perfection you know to synthesize perfection and reflect art that's something that's hard to do but it requires support and that's the fun thing about it um because at the end of the day who wants to be alone i'm such an extrovert oh my god that number two energy it just it's every time i talk about it it's just like yeah that's my personality i don't know why that's my psychic energy but i'm a destiny nine though it's weird to have a destiny number nine we're, we're gonna get to destiny number nine but let's stop you know what one two nine i think nine is good to go to next where's nine at nine is next 
129-536-847 is the true order of the numbers. That's another thing about numerology. There's a function to it. There's a code. It's a matrix. Oh my God. Oh my God. So number nine, I'm a destiny nine. Um, Destiny nine represents Mars. Uh, Mars is that girl. Mars is that protector girl. You know, Mars is the fighter. Um, but Mars tries to avoid conflict, but is very strong. So in order to create harmony, sometimes you have to use force. In order to find the easygoing part of your reality, you have to you have to fight. But nines embrace everybody. Nine is the number of completion, honey. Yes, honey. Um, it makes me a little worried because also part of my reality is being kind of like an old soul and it's weird to um, do this. But uh, Tuesday is that girl. I'm a morning person. I'm an early week person. Monday, Tuesday are my girls. Um, those are my numbers. One in, or two and nine. Um, Seven Bomar affirms this number. You are valued and cherished. Quote, end quote. Uh, so cute. Um, what number are you? Well, today we talked about numerology and you're supposed to add up the numbers in your birthday or then and each number in your name corresponds we're going to talk about that later at a later time but each number each letter in your name represents a number as well and if you add those up those become a number i think i'm a number uh three maybe a name number three i forget i, I added it up somewhere but anyway um it was weird i just had a weird I just came to all of this because of Kobe Bryant. I don't know why. Ooh, I wonder what Kobe, what Kobe Bryant's name number is or what his numbers are. But just seeing all these grown men cry on TV, it's like, you guys don't even have friends. Like, these are not your friends. Like, I don't think Kobe Bryant fucking liked you either. I'm like, what? Like, I'm so confused. I'm just like, cultural mourning is just so weird. But... Those time, you know, you it does seem like those people, like now that I'm growing up, like the people that I did fuck with and that would ugly cry for me on TV, those people are in front of me not because I'm a number, I'm a psychic number two. So I'm just like, it almost seems like it had to be like this. Like all of my friends, like when I look, think of all these people crying for Kobe Bryant and all these people attacking him or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But the fact that they're talking about him is just, is valuable. Um, the people that have attention, that I have attention, whose attention I have in reality right now, and shortly after my death would be out here yelling and crying, um, those people almost seem like they're there for a reason. And this is my number nine-ness coming out for my number two, my, my destiny nine, because every time I have a psychic number two moment, like, I need support. I, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, just this unstable personality. My, I remind myself that I'm a destiny number nine and that everything that I need, I've already been through eight times and that everything I need is here in front of me like literally in front of me waiting for me to take advantage of it and that is also my friends like i that's why i can't find nobody that i like outside of who i already fucking like and then i should 
count my blessings and that I reflect the energy of the sun. And I'm talking about myself right now. We're talking about numerology, but, but it just seems, it just so happens that I'm just associated with like these very strongly. I favor these energy, this energy very strongly, but to reflect the light of the sun as the moon and then put it into this space, you know, I can just like my creative energy on and then I see things grow and move and change. And it's just like, it's just beautiful. And it makes me happy that I get to experience this. So we're going to, we're going to continue on, but next week, maybe, I don't know. It's just a lot going on. What is your destiny? What do you think? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> I'm like having an epiphany. I don't know. It's physics. It's math. It's spirituality. Um, it's fun. I like it. Num numerology. What do you think? What do you think? What is your what is your impression? Does it explain anything about human personality? Is it psychosocial? Are numbers psychosocial? Is it possible? I think it is. I think it's worth your time. If you want to um, read this book, you know, text me. Area code 513-549-6080. I'm your host, Devon, and you are listening to another episode of Center of the Sun podcast. That was my radio voice. Um, stop being self-conscious and stop keeping up with the Joneses because you have all of the energy that you need is right here in front of you. And you can just meditate on numbers and be really weird with me. Let's do it. Anyway, esoteric means the unknown or hidden. And um, every week I make it my mission to help build up your understanding of the esoteric energy system using modern science, ancient wisdom, and human potential. Okay? So I thank you for listening and have a great day. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.